You're listening to On Your Side podcast with me, always and always on your side, Jonah. Today is another day and it's another chance to do better and another chance to win your battles. And I hope you guys checked on yourself today. You know, did you eat? Uh, have you slept well? Um, where's your coffee? <laughs> please, please check on yourself and please let someone know if you're not feeling well today, if you're not feeling well physically, emotionally, or mentally, especially during this time of uh, coronavirus pandemic. Please get vaccinated, wear masks, uh, observe social distancing, and yeah, sanitize your hands. And if possible, please stay home. And remember that, you know, protecting yourself is protecting others. Okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so welcome to another special episode with someone on our side today. Today's special episode is going to be about his story of survival and thrive. He's a very good friend of mine since uh, forever ago. <laughs> I think so, like since elementary, right? I think since elementary, he is a survivor and a frontliner. Everyone, here's Carl. Hi, Carl. Hello. Hi. <laughs> yes, how are you, Carl? Well, I'm fine. I'm doing good and just getting the hang of it already. Oh, that's good. That's good. And I'm very happy to see you after. Uh, five years, four years, three years. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't remember actually the last time we've seen each other like face to face. Okay, so anyway, Carl, um, please tell us about you. Who are you? So hello to all the listeners. My name is Carl. I am a nurse that is based here in Tacloban City. I have been working as almost six years, as far as I can remember. So I am in a government hospital. I am a dialysis nurse. I have been doing this job for almost five years since I entered the profession of nursing. And what I do is I assist patients who are undergoing um, dialysis treatments. I monitor their status from their vital signs to the complications that they might get whenever they are doing their treatment. So I am enjoying my job because I think this is my calling. But there are times that make me think why I chose this job. But the advantages of my job will always outweigh the drawbacks that I have encountered. Wow, yes, uh, true. Mabuhay yes. ka, Carl. Thank you. Thank you for getting up every day <laughs> to save lives. Thank you so much for, you know, I know you've you've sacrificed a lot. And instead of spending your time with your family, you, you work your ass off at the hospitals, you know, trying to save people's lives. And thank you so much to all frontliners just like Carl here. Okay. So anyway, Carl, there is there is another thing that they don't know about you. And I think this is the reason why you're here. This episode is about your story of survival and you know how you you were able to overcome it. Okay, so can you tell us about it, Carl? So for the information of everyone, I am a COVID-19 survivor. Not once, but twice. Wow. Yes, twice. Just this year. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. So, four months apart, 
but it's okay because I I already accepted it that it's a part of my job. So mm. at least I survived and I haven't yes. complicated. Yes, that's good. <laughs> Thank God. I'm I'm really happy. Yes. You know when I when I knew that you had it, I was really shocked. But at the same time, I know you're a frontliner and it's not yeah. possible for you not to to get infected. But I was shocked because I think so far I don't have anyone in my circle that got the virus except you. So I was like surprised still. Okay, so Carl, could you could you tell us when did it start? The first experience with COVID was very ironic because I got it um, ju- just within the household. My brother got infected first oh. and by the time we knew his result, so we quarantined, we just stayed inside the house because I already know that we will get tested mm. as being his close contacts. Mm. And actually, his results were in like February 3 or 4, I think. Then actually, I wasn't expecting that I will test positive because mm-hmm. um, four days before his results were out, I had my swab test and mm-hmm. the result was negative. Mm-hmm. But because he had symptoms, I already knew that there's a big bigger chance that I will also test positive. But so we overcame it as a whole family because all of us tested positive. But he's the one that, that's in the hospital because from the time he had his swab test, he, he stayed um, outside the house. They, they were quarantined inside a hotel. And then from that time he tested positive, he was transported to the hospital because he has his symptoms. So mm-hmm. it's just the three of us, Mama, Papa, and myself. Mm. And then, you know, the, the results um, were given to us at around 10 p.m. that yeah. very day. Mm-hmm. I think that was February 5, 2021. Mm-hmm. And then I was still crying because on that same day, lunchtime, mm-hmm. I received yeah. a bad news from work that I was retrenched. So I will not be able to renew my contract. So oh that my. means that I don't have work already. So parang nagpatong-patong na, no? Oh my God, so, yes. Mm-hmm. But being the eldest, I had to be strong for mom and papa. So I instructed them to pack their things because my things were already packed. Because mm-hmm. I have this maleta with me, yeah. with, with my clothes. I don't unpack my clothes whenever I got home from COVID duty because I know that I will still repack it. So I am mm. already prepared. So I helped them pack their things, mm-hmm. all the all the toiletries or the needed things when mm-hmm. because we will be transported or we will be transferred to a quarantine facility. All of you guys. Then, right? All of you. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay. But with all the the negative things during that day, well, I think the, the blessing is mm. I had to be with my parents so I can watch over them. Because my father's diabetic, so he has a comorbid. So, mas kailangan i-focus yung yes. attention because he might get some complications pa. So, mm-hmm. then I just requested there the quarantine facility that mom and papa will, will stay in the same tent. Because, you know, the situation there, there are tents lang. So, mm-hmm. individual yeah. or the maximum is two, two persons in one tent. Then I think we arrived there at around mm. 12 midnight. Yes. So parang hindi pa nag-absorb. <laughs> yeah, then yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I can I imagine. Slept. Yes. So I cannot sleep. Yeah. What I did was I surfed the internet. I told my friends, my workmates, 
about yeah. the the result. So they comforted me, and then eventually I slept. Now, then okay, that was all come, in one day, right? All yes. in one day. You know, mm-hmm. y- yung parang naisip mo na bakit yes. binigay ba? Why why did God gave it to you in just one day? But I never felt anger like towards mm-hmm. him. Yeah, because I know that what happened has a purpose. Because I believe in the saying that everything has a purpose. So maybe that was God's way of saying I should take a rest because I have been um, on duty at the COVID ward for yeah. quite some time. So I think I need a rest. So that oh was my. just all in one day. Parang anong tawag nito? <laughs> Tinagsakluban ng langit at lupachar. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's right. Yung parang... Pinagsakluban ka ng langit at lupa. Langit at lupa. You don't even know how to like face tomorrow, right? Because yes, like yes. there were lots Mm-mm. of things to deal with and like everything was just pushing you down. Yes. Like, oh my God. Like it happened so fast. I was just curious Um, in the quarantine facility, were, were you all staying in one room like you with your family or you were all separated? The quarantine facility, it, it's, it was separated into buildings. So, We were in the common area. They call it common area. So it's like a gymnasium. There are tents inside mm-hmm. with a portable air conditioner mm-hmm. for tent. Yes. And then per tent, it should only have at least one to two persons so that mm. the distancing is observed. Yeah, that's right. That's yes. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. We so- have free foods. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> wow. The, is this the so, silver lining of it all? Yes, because all of us were were COVID positive. So no one will give food. Right. Yeah, like yes. no one can can go out of the facility, right? And yes. so I think yeah, that's good that you you got all this support and uh, wait, uh were you symptomatic? Um, during that time, I was not mm-hmm. symptomatic. I mean, no. During the first felt, time? The first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During okay. the first time. I just felt a severe headache that lasted for, I think, three days. Okay. Like, non-stop. Non-stop right. headache. But I, I thought it was just because I was so... Like, overworking. Um, yeah. I, I overworked my eyes. Because <laughs> I was surfing the net all day. Okay. I just took paracetamol, you know, self-medicating nurse. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. And then you were having this headache for three days and then you just thought it was a typical headache. But then yes, because. how did it escalate? How how did you know that this was more than the headache? No, it happened already at the quarantine facility. Oh. So prior prior to um the COVID positive COVID result, I, I don't have any symptoms at all. But my mom had a fever. Mm-hmm had a fever and but it it only lasted for a day so a day okay yeah she expected that she she will test positive <laughs> uh-huh, okay what was yeah. the worst symptom that you had to deal with carl the worst symptom i had was um the clogging of the nose the mm-hmm. your nose was so clogged that you can hardly breathe, breathe. then it escalated to Uh, anosmia, which means the loss of smell and the loss of taste oh my. during my okay. second time. Okay, during the yes. second time. How are you mm-hmm. able to eat, you know? Because as far as I know, when you lose your, your sense of smell and taste, you would really have just a little appetite. So how was it eating while not tasting anything at all? 
Actually, I I conditioned myself that I should eat because it will help me um, survive the symptoms. My friends told me that during the time they they had that symptoms, they just ate the food they wanted to eat because it can help them. Like you know what, practicing your sense of smell and taste. You have to practice it. How how do you practice yeah, it? Like, can, can you tell me? Well, uh-huh. I I have to. To smell things like oh. those things with strong odor, like oh, okay. perfumes, alcohol, mm-hmm. fabcon, coffee. Okay. Yes, and for the taste, I really ate oranges that time. You know, the taste of orange is so strong. Oh yes, yes. I've been seeing a lot and, of like posts on Facebook that they try to burn yeah, the orange. Mm-hmm. I did not burn my orange. <laughs> <laughs> You just ate it. <laughs> All right, okay. So you had to practice your sense of smell. And what about with the taste? You just had to keep eating? I kept on eating. You know, tumaba talaga ako. I gained okay. weight. I will just eat what was given to me. All right. Thank God that I'm a nurse because I know how to manage myself. Mm. But during that time that I had COVID, I was thinking, paano yung iba yung, yung hindi yeah. frontliner? Right. So how will they cope? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So you should have a strong mental and physical health. They should come together. Right. Yes. Especially for those who are away from their families, right? Mm-hmm. Who can look after you? So that's why I was yes. saying at the beginning, when you're not feeling well today, you really have to let someone know. Like anyone, you have to chat mm-hmm. a friend or chat yes. a family member, your your manager, just to let someone know that you're not feeling well. Because who knows, right? You might have it. It will really help you to yeah. ease the, the tension inside you, the stress that you're feeling. So be open to anyone, to everyone. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not that easy to share with others that, mm-hmm. oh, I, I have the virus. You know, it's not like yeah. as easy as saying I have headache because, mm-hmm. you know, we can't really deny the fact that discrimination is happening. So did you experience this, Carl? Mm-hmm. I think no, because I was surrounded by a group of frontliners at you know at work. Okay. Then that's good. My I, I also have relatives that are frontliners. So mm-hmm. given the situation that I was in, they helped me, they boost my morale. They kept on telling me inspirational words or mm. quotes. Because you know, I think I have experienced a slight depression when I had it for mm-hmm. the second time. You know, I was actually on the road to to take my exam, you know, the IELTS exam that time. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. I was really down. You know, I have been preparing for a long time and then suddenly I will have COVID-19. Then I was thinking, because the exam was fast approaching, you know, I had it um, on the second half of June and then the exam was on the first week of July. July. So oh. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking if makakahabol ba ko or if I should reschedule my exam. Mm-hmm. But I was not getting better for almost 10 days. So mm. ideally, I should get my repeat swab on the 10th day after the positive result. But mm-hmm. I mm. told my doctor that I still have symptoms. So she had to reschedule it. So I had my repeat swab on the 12th day. Then mm. I was thinking if I should reschedule my exam. 
and I took the risk. I solicited some opinions from my friends. So they told me to reschedule it so that I can still prepare because, you know, you you cannot prepare that well if you are not feeling well. Then Hmm. I messaged our supervisor at the hospital. So I asked for a soft copy of my COVID positive result. Mm -hmm. Then I emailed it to the British Council and luckily my exam was rescheduled. I think my second COVID infection was the hardest because I have to to weigh more things Mm -hmm. with regard Mm -hmm. to my future career and my present health. Mm -hmm. But so far, back to the question. Yeah, (laughs) yes, back to the question. That's okay, that's okay. You are free... That's okay. You are free to share anything. This is all about your story. So feel free. So so far, talking about discrimination, all I can say is that I haven't felt any discrimination from those people around me because Mm. all all I felt was support and comfort and also encouragement. That's good. It's good because you were surrounded with people who are in the field and who understand you. Because, you know, people who judge are the people who don't understand yeah, exactly. Nowadays, those people who are judging the COVID patients are the ones that haven't been swabbed. Kung sino pa yung hindi swab ever since, sila pa yung magalang judge. Uh-oh. So, if ever you are feeling something, um, just let other people know about it, like your parents or your leaders at work, yes. so that you can be excused and then you can contain yourself. Yes, because you have to like check on yourself all the time because you never know. You never know if you had the virus. And the more you ignore your health condition, the more you can actually put people at risk because, you know, you go out every day, you report to Mm -hmm. work or you you go home to your family and not knowing that you have the virus, then that's really putting everything at risk. The asymptomatic cases. Yes, exactly. you You do not know that you have COVID because mm-hmm. you are asymptomatic. Yes. So when you're asymptomatic, that means you, you don't experience any symptoms. You're just feeling yes. normal, right? Yeah, feeling well. You're, feeling, you're well. feeling well. You're feeling normal. No headache, no fever, nothing. So oh, yes, you wouldn't know. It's really scary. But uh, that's why you have, everyone should educate themselves. Educate themselves. What are the symptoms? How to prevent this? Yes. And how to support people who got the virus? Because without our uh, support, you can you don't know how far your kumusta can go, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Is there anything else, Carl, that you want to say to people who are still struggling to fight this coronavirus? Okay, so based on my experience, I think you just have to put your faith into God because mm. as what I have said earlier, He will not give you a challenge that you cannot face or you cannot mm-hmm. um, win. You just have to keep the faith and in yourself as well because no one will help you except yourself. You know your, let's say, your limitations or you know what you are feeling. So for example, you are now feeling well and then you are on your 10th day of quarantine. So maybe mm-hmm. with the positive thinking that you have, maybe you mm-hmm. will test negative on your repeat swab. It's like a mind you know, over I, matter. I, yes, yes. I do believe that mental health and physical health do come together. Right. The more you think that you are sick, the more you get sicker. Yeah. But the more you, mm-hmm. you are positive, the more you think that you can get stronger and you can yes. you can get better sooner, then the body physically will respond to it surprisingly. 
So yeah, um, how did you get better, Carl? What did you do? Can you like give us the specifics? Yeah, so you know, I am a fan of Tuob. You know what? The, the What's steam tuob? inhalation. <laughs> the steam inhalation. You know, uh... when you will boil water and put some salt and ginger into it, and then you will inhale it. It helped me relieve my club nose because every ah, time okay. I do steam inhalation, my club nose decongest. So it helped. Kind of helped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then I also took vitamin C mm-hmm. because I think that's the most important vitamin now, vitamin C. Yeah, to, to boost your I, immune system. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then I also ate citrus fruits like oranges, grapes. I am also a vegetable eater. Yes. Get enough sleep. Mm. <laughs> because yes. you know if you will deprive yourself of sleep your immune system will also be affected so those were just the things that i have done <laughs> right and you also have to follow your doctor's advice right like yes. if they tell you that you have to take this meds you have to or yes. if the doctor tells you to take this or to to get some sleep then you have to so yes. just to clarify you know with the two because i think this has been like um an issue somewhere in the Philippines. Yes. I, I've just read it on Facebook. But um, uh, we'll, we just want to clarify that tub is actually not your medicine for coronavirus, okay? So yes. it's just a way that can actually help you for some people that somehow works for them, you know, to help them like breathe better. Yes, yes. Because that time, my nose was really clogged. Being alone in the hotel room, so I have yeah. to, to think of a way that will decongest my nose because the mm. the Vicks vapor of was not working. The, the inhaler vapor was not of. working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I anything I, that no. could work, right? For you. Yeah. So I tried yeah. to oh, the steam inhalation and then it worked. Yes. Yes. So it, this only worked for Carl. We're not saying that you should also do the same because we're not doctors, okay? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I, I need to have a disclaimer. Okay. This yes. is not the steam inhalation is not a total cure for COVID-19. It's mm-hmm. just a measure to minimize some symptoms like runny nose, yeah. clock nose. Okay, wow. These are things that not a lot of people know and not a lot of people are so willing to share. And I'm I'm really just thankful, Carl, for being here and for sharing this to us because at least it gives us the idea, you know. It may yes. not be the whole thing, but mm-hmm. at least we can picture it. We can imagine. So Please, if you have any friends, if you have any family members who are quarantined right now, and if you can send help, please do send help. Yes. Like these, the fruits that you've just mentioned, like or the alcohol yes. or Fabcon. Are these provided, by the way? Are these provided by the facility or you have to acquire these yourselves? I think it depends with the the facility that you're in. Because oh, okay. when, when we were in the quarantine facility here in our hometown or here in our municipality, so we mm-hmm. were provided with with alcohol sprays and I think other facilities are providing these things because it's a necessity now. Oh, okay. That's a relief. And I'm just really glad, Carl, that you were able to survive it. And now you're battling in the hospital every day. Yes, yes. You're like in a war war every day (laughs) at the hospital. So uh, I want to know the situation, how it is to be a frontliner. Okay, so this time, my questions would be about you as a frontliner. Could you tell us the difficulties in the job right now? 
Mm. So when COVID-19 happened, I was a new nurse in the hospital that I am now working in. I was really, you know, shocked. So I, I kept on thinking of what will I do? What will we do? The hospital that I'm in right now is mm-hmm. the biggest hospital here in the region. And it is also the end referral hospital. So there is no way that we will not accept patients. Right. Mm-hmm. We just accepted the fact that somehow we will be receiving COVID-19 patients. And then mm-hmm. eventually it happened. Yeah. I think that was June last year, June okay. 2020. So there mm-hmm. was an increased incidence of patients that have contracted the COVID-19 virus. So... Mm-hmm. It's like a mm-hmm. zombie apocalypse. Yeah, na, yeah, yeah. Na, that was so sudden. Yes, yes. The number of patients kept on rising. So, parang naging normal na lang yung battle every day that yeah. we have to wear those PPEs. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we cannot eat together na. So, mm-hmm. we are eating alone. We are mm-hmm. um, changing our clothes alone because we are not allowed and especially now as what i have said the the, mm-hmm. the number of cases kept on rising even though there are some patients that have been cured but yeah. there are some months that patients will surge i you know i can still remember last june mm-hmm. this year so yes. there was a surge of patients i am working in the dialysis unit so yeah. our patients were very immunocompromised so mm-hmm. they are at risk mm-hmm. of contracting the virus because of their low immune system so mm-hmm. um sadly there were an increase in the number of hemodialysis patients that have been infected with covid and we cannot accommodate them all so like what you have seen in the news that mm-hmm. some hospitals are fully booked and cannot accept patients yeah because of the full capacity we cannot put patients 20 patients in one room because where's the um social distancing there we should limit the number of patients so what happened was we we just put the patients that were not accommodated in the wait list Mm -hmm. so that whenever a patient will test negative we will fill in the the slot so we'll be Mm -hmm. calling them but during that time, the, the patient waitlist reached, um, I think, more than 20. And then we only have 13 machines or 15 oh, machines. Okay. So we, we cannot accommodate all the patients. So we have right. to tell the DOH mm-hmm. personnel that we cannot accommodate all of them. So we will just mm-hmm. continue giving updates on what will happen. And then I also heard that the hospital also has a waitlist for those patients that need to be admitted so mm-hmm. even if the patient is having a severe COVID, yeah. but there is no hospital bed for him or her. Yeah, so, so he, what can happen to them? I think they were closely monitored on oh, their okay. quarantine facility. And then I think those patients that have only mild symptoms, they were um, discharged mm-hmm. and they had this step down. So they were transferred into the quarantine facility to accommodate those patients that are having severe complications. Yeah, so that's the everyday struggle of a frontliner in mm. in all hospitals, I think. Thinking mm. of how to accommodate all the, the, patients. the patients, right? Because you can't yes. just say no, right? So, oh, that's so hard. How about the current mm-hmm. situation now? Is it still the same? Because I think we were talking about the, the time when everything was just starting to blow up, mm-hmm. right? How so, about now? Actually, we have this number of months or specific months that the cases are rising and some months there are 
are no increasing number of patients. Mm-hmm. Like right now, the number of patients are like maintained. I mean, there is no surge of patients here in the region. Unlike mm-hmm. what I have seen in the news at NCR and Luzon, that the cases are rising again. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think all the patients are accommodated. Oh, that's so, good to hear. Mm-mm. But I don't think if it will be maintained for the next months because mm. the, the Christmas season is fast oh, approaching. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's the time to get together. You know, in the Philippines, uh, Christmas is a big celebration for all of us. It's the time to get together with the family and, you know, to spend time. And so, yes. yeah, there could be an increase again. Mm-hmm. And apart from from the limited number of hospital beds for patients mm-hmm. um, you know the, the number of staff also so we have to stretch our work hours manpower yeah oh, okay yeah the work hours and the manpower also you know our our hospital has two buildings you know the main building and then mm-hmm. the extension building so okay some of the staff are required to go on duty at the COVID wards to mm. to help fill the lacking manpower. And also, the work hours have been altered from time to time. Like, there was this time that we have to go on duty for 12 hours oh per my. day. And then just because the, the cases went down, so mm-hmm. we have to revert back to the 8 hours per day mm-hmm. duty. Okay. Yes. And now you're doing the 8-hour shift, right? Yes, yes. But whenever I go on duty at the COVID or or sorry, hemodialysis unit, we have to do a 12-hour shift straight for seven days. Yes. I'm like speechless right now. You know, I'm just trying to imagine the exhaustion, mm. the stress. Yeah. Imagine for 12 hours you're working and you're wearing mm. all these PPEs. PPEs. How do you call it? PPEs, right? PPEs, and then mask yes. pa. Tapos, like, mm-hmm. you have to always wash your hands, uh, sanitize. You have to wear gloves the entire shift. Ah, the entire shift. Okay. Some nurses or some frontliners are getting sick in the course of their rotation. So, mm-hmm. Were there times, Carl, that during the, the work shift, were there times that you can't anymore? Like, you just can't go on. You had to, like, take a pause. Were there times like that? Absolutely, yes. I can still remember when I had my um, rotation and then I have to handle a plenty of COVID patients that mm-hmm. are undergoing dialysis. So that was the real time that I have to wear the PPE, the full gear, yeah, the okay. hazmat. Then because I am, I am tall and I am big, so there are mm-hmm. limited stocks of PPEs that will fit me. So, you know, mm-hmm. I have to wear the boots what exhausted me is I have my double mask. I also have my face shield, so I can barely breathe. There was this time that I went out of the um, of the unit, and then I cried. But I told myself that this is my job, so there's Why no giving up. Why did you cry? I was exhausted that time. I cannot breathe well, so mm. I need to go out. And yeah, I took a breach in the protocol. So I just removed the hood so that I can... But there weren't any um, people breathe. around, right? There weren't any people yeah, yeah. around. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Then, you were just getting what, some, things, yeah, some fresh, fresh air. air. Because I could not do it inside because there are a lot of patients. But seeing the patients that they are improving and then upon finishing their treatment, they are thanking us. It's kind of a relief on our side. They also appreciate us and yeah. it's a big help. Mm-hmm. It's like power, right? Yes, like yes. Powering you, all of you up every time they appreciate and thank you for your all your hard work. 
it's like another reason for you to keep going. Yeah, you really are our heroes in these difficult <laughs> times. It's really crazy, I know. So I, I can't see the situation firsthand because right now here I, in Japan, the situation is different. It's calm. But of course, I see it on Facebook. But it's just so different when you are there. You know, I yes, know it's yes. different when you are there. Right now, I think the situation here, like here in our hometown, I think it's getting back to normal, but with masks and face shields. Oh, that's so, good. Yes. Lucky for us that we, we already have the vaccine. So mm-hmm. for oh, those yeah, people vax. out there, <laughs> yeah, for those people out there who haven't got their vaccines yet, I think you should get vaxxed. Lucky for us that we are having the vaccines for free. If you are still undecided, just stop. Talk to those people who have got their vaccines and then mm-hmm. you will be educated or you will yeah. have less worries. Yeah, that's true. Because I know, yeah, like to be honest, even my parents, my parents were at first hesitant to get the vaccines. Yes. But I was just really telling them and, uh, you know, just educating them, telling them. Because, you know, they don't have access to Google. Alam mo naman yes, yung yes. mga mama natin, mga papa natin, mga at 50s, mm-hmm. you know. They only yes. see news on TV. And most of the time, what yeah. they see on TV are like mostly negative, you know, news yes, about yes. The, the number of deaths, the complications most of the time that's what they see and so we can't blame them if they feel scared or hesitant to get the vaccines that's why we children people young people of today please use social media please use media responsibly use it to educate mm-hmm. people use it to inform people. others who don't have access to it just disseminate information so we can all get vax and you know hopefully soon we can all go back to our normal lives that's why people if you have the access to it please get it if you have the if you have the time oh no not not if you have the time make time for it yes. it's a necessity if you protect mm-hmm. yourself you protect others please remember that you protect your family yes. you protect your workmates you protect your friends so yeah anyway if you have friends or relatives that, that are infected with COVID-19, what's important is that you will support them because, you know, the support and the encouragement you will give them will help them feel better. Mm-hmm. Just like what happened to me, you know, mm-hmm. I was alone in the hotel room, but having mm-hmm. constant communication with my friends, with yes. my family, so I survived it for the second time. Now, there is a rising stigma for COVID-19, so we should eliminate the stigma so that we will also promote good mental health. Because if you will um, say negative things about a person who is infected, it will not help them really. Because it will make them think that they are useless, that they are are to contribute to your death. So... Mm -hmm. Just accept that we, we are now facing the coronavirus pandemic. Each and every one of us has a chance of getting the virus so they have submitted themselves to a swab test so that's mm-hmm. why they tested positive but who knows you also have the virus just because you have not been swabbed so mm-hmm. you do not know the diagnosis that you have this yeah. Um, infection yeah yes thank you for that yeah it's really the support guys be on each other's sides okay yes. tayo tayo lang to covid ang kalaban support each other so anyway, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for the time. I know it's not easy to get up every day, wear your PPEs, mm-hmm. and uh, work and save people. So thank yes. you so much. And thank you for letting us know what you had to go through 
and it gives us more understanding about the situation now for you mm-hmm. as a survivor and for you as a frontliner at the same time. It's not that easy, right? Guys, yes. be kind <laughs> to our frontliners. Please stay home so you won't have to add up to the work they're doing. Anyway, so Carl? Well, I just want to say thank you for giving me the mm-hmm. opportunity to to share my story. So if ever I have inspired some people out there, just remember what I have said earlier. We have to support each other. Of yeah. course. So mm-hmm. soon you will recover with what you're experiencing right now. It is also your chance to inspire other people. Telling your story might help someone. Thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, really. you're 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 so welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Carl. All right, guys. So there you have it. That is one of the coronavirus survivors and a frontliner at the same time. And I know you guys might have a different experience, but the bottom line is. We just need each other's support. That's the bottom line. We just need to let people know that we are on their side and we're ready to hear their stories. Thank you so much for sticking with me. And I hope I'll get to talk to you next time. This is On Your Side Podcast with me, On Your Side, Jonah. Have a great day. 